This is Heavy Hog Football. On today's show, we talk about the playoff game between the Washington Redskins and the Seattle Seahawks. And man, what a tough season. Joe Gibbs leaves. We can't believe it. We're looking for a new coach. We're looking forward to the good offseason. This is much more live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, y'all? Welcome to episode 111, Josh's episode of Harry Hog Football. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. What's happening? We're getting into, well, we're not getting into it. We are now in the offseason. Offseason, yeah, yeah. Let's get <laughs> mm-hmm. As far as Red's world of the Redskins is concerned, we are now in the offseason. And just to get it off our chest, I think you'll notice on the uh, on the website where it does say that we are in the Redskins offseason, that we are officially endorsing the New York Giants this week. I'm not. We are officially endorsing whoever's playing Dallas. I cannot say what you just said. Yeah, me either. I said, what did I say? I said, this week. This week. Anyway. My two favorite teams are. The Washington Redskins (laughs) and whoever's playing Dallas. Um, Anyway, I want to throw this out real quick before we get into everything. Some jack on uh, eBay. I ordered an Art Monk jersey, and it's like a piece of doo-doo. And he's, like, refusing to give me a refund. And I just wanted to say, if he's listening, he's probably a Cowboys fan. (laughs) If you're listening and you know who you are, you better, you know, rethink giving me that refund on that thing. Why are you ordering, like, garage-made jerseys on eBay? Dude. You know, made with, like, hot glue and an iron. It didn't look like that <laughs> in the picture. But anyway. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The picture, the picture was a much ni- looked much nicer, huh? Mm-hmm. So All right. Let me ask you this. Did you at least go through the Harry Hog website to order that? No, that might have been the problem. What are you talking about going through the Harry Hog website, Josh? Dude, are you serious? You know, if you go through the Harry Hog website, it helps Harry Hog stay online and, and help pay for our bandwidth that we use every week. When you go to harryhogfootball.com, click at the top on shop, and uh, there's a plethora of stores, one of which is, hey, what's new on eBay with the Redskins? And don't buy any Redskins stuff from some dude named Mark's Electronics out, <laughs> out of Maryland. Wait a minute, Mark's Electronics selling Redskins. Okay, something like that out of Maryland. Did, did you buy that jersey that lights up around the sleeves? It's a piece of doo doo. And tell all your friends that are looking to buy Redskins stuff not to buy anything from that dude. We're boycotting him. Okay, so moving on. All right, so anyway, moving on to the uh, playoffs. Dude, oh. that game so. Oh. Boy, was that a was that a, a microcosm of the entire season right now, or right there at that game? You know, we were talking before the podcast, though. I think some, was it you, John, that brought it up? That was, or was it Aaron? The uh, the Tom Cruise curse, because Tom Cruise. No, the Tom Cruise curse, man. When they showed him on the screen, I said, "We're done for." We, that, that's almost insurmountable. We're we're zero and two now, when we know Tom Cruise is in the building. Tom Cruise is in the house. Let's kids are gonna lose. Dude, I only know one thing. Like John was saying, whatever that big word he will use, micro, what was it? Mike, anyway. Microcosm. Microcosm. 
yeah. Anyway, he's so right about that because, you know, the like, first, like, except for like, that, the like, beginning of the game, we didn't play well, dude. So it was more like in the middle, we played well, and then we stunk. But yeah, even so, dude, um, the Seahawks defense was playing like the Redskins were against the Cowboys. Redskins couldn't get anything done in the first half. I know. Poor Todd Collins, you know, too. I felt kind of bad for him. You know? like I felt kind of bad for him because I think he was under a lot of pressure. Yeah. And, you know, in the, the the time period where the Redskins did score those two touchdowns, um, they were going with the hurry-up, and Seattle had, like, forgotten how to blitz those series. <laughs> yeah, it was like, but, where, and they, they picked it back up. Yeah. But, yeah, and then after we missed that field goal and the momentum shifted entirely back to Seattle, they, they started blitzing again. Yeah. You know, so it, it was... <laughs> It's like somebody, like somebody on Seattle went, dude. I think they know what's wrong. Well, we like stopped blitzing for some reason. Maybe they stopped blitzing. Maybe prevent. Dude, maybe they stopped blitzing because they were tired and needed a rest. Maybe. Well, they took Not a fourteen. Like the on the field that much. They took a fourteen-point rest, and uh, we ended our season losing by twenty-one points after winning by twenty-one points last week. Yeah, I noticed yeah. that no one pointed that out in the press. Yeah, that's true. But we do here at Harry Hog. Two of those touch- really, you know, two of those touchdowns were were one was the pick where Santana Moss just quit. Dude, what was up with that? For the touchdown. Dude, yeah, I seriously don't think that he saw the ball. I think he when by the time he looked back the ball was gone and he didn't see it. I think he just thought there's no way he threw that ball to me. Well, you know what else he didn't do? He didn't hear a whistle. And he stopped. Yeah. You go till you hear the whistle. Yeah, but I think he was trying to figure out where to go. Well, it wasn't just walking around. He was around. almost acting like he thought it was thrown out of bounds or he got sacked or something. Like he, I, don't, I really don't think he knew the ball was there. You know, okay. Moss has had, uh, he's had some injuries this season. He had the whole bruised heel thing that they said it was so painful he could hardly walk. But they, they'd shoot him up with something to numb it out so he could play. Right. I mean, he's dropped a few balls, yes, but but seriously, never quit. No, he's you know I don't think he did that on purpose. No, I don't either. That was just a that was just a fluke thing, and I don't I don't think you can like fault the guy for for making one mistake like that. And yeah, Josh, I think you're right. I think you're exactly right. I think it was really a fluke. Mom, excuse me, because I can't think of any other time that he's really quit on a play or anything like that. That was really bizarre. Yeah. And I didn't see anyone really address that, except for saying that they didn't. They figured just didn't know what the ball was. I mean, he's no T.O. He's no T.O. No way. <laughs> anyway. All I know is this, is this was only the second game this year where I thought we got beat rather than us losing one we could have won. That's a good point, dude. You put that up on the website, too, because the only other time that we got beat or the team was just beat was, was New England. Mm-hmm. Every other game, like you just said, every other game was one of them. What are you yeah. saying? It's the difference between getting beat and beating ourselves? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, you know, to play devil's advocate again, at the end of the game, it's all about the scoreboard, right? Yeah. It could have been a lot worse. We had two overtime wins this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of them against freaking Miami. Miami. John, can we skip right to the game? Ki- we'll be uh, picking 
What's up, Aaron? Can we skip to the kicks real quick? Yeah, let's go to the kicks. I can't hold mine back anymore. Hold on. Go for it. It's time for this week's Kicking the Balls Award. Cowboy kicker, 30 yards. There was no wind. It was straight down, and that was the turning point in the game, like you guys were just starting to discuss. Yeah. You know, between between um, what happened in the first half and then, then when they get the ball at the 14-yard line, and in the first half they had the ball at the uh, Seattle 44-yard line and went negative eight yards on that drive, both those drives started in Seattle territory, ended up with zero points. Yeah, dude, if he played basketball, his name wouldn't be Swisham. It would be Brickham. Brickham. It was bad enough that we didn't get the touchdown yeah. down there after that kick where Seattle just decided they weren't going to field the ball. Yeah. Yeah. That was weird. Yeah, I understand it. Was it was just weird. weird. By that guy, and everyone was like, uh. But, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm giving my kick to Sweden, too, man. I mean, we've got got to get a damn field goal kicker. How long has it been? I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna go into the argument again. We're talking about it. It's just been a really long time. We need a. We need a field goal kicker. I think who can also kick off to like the five yard line. That's mm-hmm. all I want. Yeah, I agree with that. But Sweden goes to like the damn twenty sometimes, and that's it. If you kick it out of bounds, if the wind's behind him. Oh man, what is his deal? <laughs> Especially if he kicks off after he kicked the field goal. That's when it usually goes to the 20. Dude, that's it. Okay. I think Aaron knew, too. I'm going to give my kick to you because the day of the game, I kept calling him about it. And and it is not a player for the Redskins. Tom Cruise. What? Tom Cruise. No, 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 no. Tony, <laughs> Tony Romo. We already gave him a collective kick. He gets a collective kick from us every day. Collective honorary kick. Um, my, uh, no, my kick goes to the officiating crew. And, dude, I thought they were horrible. I thought it was some of the worst officiating I'd seen all year. They just seemed to couldn't get their stuff together. They couldn't manage the clock. They couldn't keep the right time on the board. They, they, they couldn't, the spots were horrible, horrible spots. I just, Man, I thought they were horrible. It was like freaking Dopey and the Dwarves out there. Yeah, like that one yeah, with the Sellers. You and I are about to say the same thing, Aaron. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, John. Oh, yeah. You're talking about that spot. Did you say it was Sellers? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Then then they when Gibbs challenged the spot, it was clear that the ball was well beyond where they spotted it. The spot was obviously horrible to anyone watching it. Right. And they, did, they didn't even move it an inch. I know. Ridiculous. Like, why challenge a spot? Right. I mean, why should you be allowed to if they're not going to move it when there's irrefutable evidence that it's obviously not in the right spot? I mean, you know, to me, it's like a, that's like a double whammy. You kind of look at it and you go, okay, well, yeah, our spot was bad, but they still didn't get the first down, so we just leave it on our bad spot. In my opinion, the ball should be moved all the way as close to the first down mark as possible. You know, it's like it's like two things that they're looking at there. I don't understand it. And since we're talking about spots and actually and, and rules, and I was talking to Aaron about this too, John, and we mentioned it a few minutes ago, um, 
I think that that is one of the stupidest rules. And if you can explain why the rule is the way it is about when they did not feel the kick and we picked it up and ran it in for a touchdown, why can the ball not be advanced on a kickoff that way? I can't think of what the logic would be on that. Um, I can't either. I think it's a dumb, dumb rule. If you're stupid enough not to feel the ball. <laughs> Seriously, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, yeah, dude, if they're just, not be on, being able to get points from the 14-yard line either. But, if, if they're going to have that um, rule, though, point. John, if they're going to have that rule, then they should have the same rule about you shouldn't be able to advance an interception. Right. Or a fumble. I had no argument for you. Or a fumble. Why are you allowed the to fumble, advance a fumble? The ball's on the ground. You know, you should be able to dive on it and it's dead. I mean, what, what's the difference in the ball hitting the ground on a kickoff? Is it because they have not touched the ball? I don't understand the logic behind it. I don't know. Maybe they're afraid that they would come up with some wild and crazy plays where they'd like kick off and it would like a little floater for 15 yards and all the Redskins would run under it. And then someone would catch it, and then they'd just try to, like, powerhouse it towards the goal line, like all scrum-like. Like rugby style. Well, I say that, that maybe, sounds... Maybe, maybe it's something to do with that. I, I say that sounds like fun. Let's see it happen. I mean, seriously, <laughs> if you're going to let that happen, I mean, come on. Well, it's not because... Josh, it's not because they haven't touched it yet, because you can't advance the ball even if it, like, bounces off the other team. And I, know that. I, I know that. I know. I just couldn't figure out. It was, you know, I'm like, why, why is this rule here? If anybody's listening out there and can tell us a good reason why it's there, please let us know. Dude, I also wanted to throw something else out. Last week I said something about thinking that there was some five-second run off the clock with a kick at the end of the half, but I wasn't able to find it in the rules, so I guess I'm just wrong. (laughs) It takes a big man to admit that he's wrong. But you know what I did find in the rules when I was looking at the... um, When I was looking for that, I saw there's actually a rule that says that if the referees feel that the defensive team's crowd is making so much noise that the offense cannot hear to get their signals called, then they can charge the defense a timeout. And I'm the last stadium in the NFL. How come that never happened? It doesn't anywhere. You know, I remember that coming up as an issue game. Once, I believe, in the 90s, and the team was warned that the crowd had to be quiet or they would get penalized. And, of course, the crowd got louder. And I cannot remember any details on it, but I do remember something of that coming. And it's the only time I've ever, ever heard of that. And, you know, that that's <laughs> – what are you going to say to that? You know, that's a rule that definitely needs to be wiped out off the books. Yeah. It's like, you know, you, can't, you can only bathe on Sundays in April in Virginia or something like that. <laughs> Game Ball Award. So, 
the dudes I want to go first for the game ball. Well, this is your episode. Uh, well, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, here's the game ball one. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> Let me clear my voice. Hi there. My name is Antoine Randall. <laughs> I'd like to receive the game ball award for Harry Hawk football this week. Excellent, dude. Game ball. Thanks, Randall L. <laughs> so he cracks me up every week when he introduces himself. He's like, hi, I'm Antoine Randall <laughs> The one that he did for NBC, and we saw it three times in the last four games. Uh, I know. <laughs> I think it's cracking everyone up. Hi, I'm Antoine Randall L. I went to Indiana University. <laughs> hey. Uh, well, you know what, dude? I'm on the game, Josh. I'm going to have to agree Reception, with you. 94 yards uh, and a touchdown. So, yeah. Dude, definitely he. He was someone who definitely did not feel the pressure of going into the playoffs. He definitely had that been there, done that swagger. Yeah. And, you know, um, and I cannot remember the last time I've given, like, a, a real, a true offensive game ball. You know, usually I'm, I'm a defensive kind of guy as far as giving a game ball. But, uh, man, I mean, he was, like, the only guy catching catching anything. And Dude, I, got, I changed my mind. I know who I'm giving my game ball to. LaRon Landry, didn't he have two interceptions? He had two picks. Yep, he did. He's stepping up in, in the free safety position. And, uh, you know, he was looking good there at the end of the year. Yeah, definitely. He was really, you know, it, it was so sad to see him at the end of the game sitting on the bench all by himself because he just didn't want to leave the field. And he just looked so dejected. Yeah. And everything had come to an end. And just seeing him sitting on the bench with no one around him as people were leaving. And just to see the, the you know, the emotions on his face. Yeah. And to think about, to think about all that and to think about what could have been in Washington with him and Sean Taylor out there. Oh, yeah. years ago. Man, that, Man, that, awesome. that was just, that, that would have been phenomenal. Yep. And everyone knows that. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows it, and everyone feared it except for us. I think, it, um, and I was looking at when he was there, it looked like he was wearing an LSU jersey underneath his regular jersey. He's wearing his LSU pad. Just that about four games ago. He's been wearing his LSU. I noticed it in the Vikings game because they matched the Vikings colors. I was like, what the? What, oh, that must be his college pad. Right, right. <laughs> and I guess they fit him better because he's been playing better ever since he put him on. Do you guys hear that noise? It's it's the dog going. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's picked no, up on the recording, it, man. It's cracking me up. And why is your dog doing that? <laughs> that's my dog. Why is that Daisy doing that? <laughs> the dog has issues, man. She's fragile. Yeah, she does. She's fragile. That is one issue-filled dog. Um, uh, any, anyway, dude. All right. I guess I'll give my game ball real quick. Um, my game ball goes to one of my favorite players on the team and someone I think is an unrestricted free agent, one of only a couple that we have this year. That's Rock Cartwright. Yeah. He had 106, 176 yards on returns, including that huge 55-yarder. Well, dude, part of that is the fact that they kicked off like seven times. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I wouldn't mind seeing Rock uh, returning some punts too. Honestly, you know, I, yeah, I, I like Juan Randall, but I mean, he, you know, he, he get, has a totally different style. Where Rock Cartwright is like bruise the head, just like you know, crank it up. 
you're in a little more about like let me catch it and try to do some dancing and some juking and then try yeah. find a hole. You know, I like them. They're going to find some younger guys that are going to get in there for the mix next year too. Not not to replace Rob Cartwright or anything at all right. whatsoever because he's right now on the team. He's really irreplaceable. He's one of the biggest leaders they have. Yeah. Um, but as was you were saying for Antoine Randall L as far as punts, I'd like to see someone else get back there because yeah, he wasn't doing great. Well, Doug Betts. Really didn't show up this year yeah. much or anything. And uh, Antoine Randall L didn't yeah, I mean, do that much. I think Betts is great. I mean, we talked about this before, but I, um, if we can kind of segue, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see what, what's, what's Betts' contract right now. I don't just, know. I think how long did he sign for? Three or four years? I don't. I, you know, I can't. I can't remember what it was. But yeah, you know, I mean, it was dead locked in. He is locked in. Yeah, he's locked in. Yeah, he had like his fifteen minutes of fame, and then he got paid like a lot of money to stay. Right, right. I remember that now. That's right. I was gonna say otherwise, I can't. You know, I could see him like totally going somewhere else at this point. But you know, I mean, I think he's very useful for us. I think he's a great back. You Uh gotta have a second. You gotta have a change. Change his speed back like him. I I loved at the end of the game. It's like. Portis and he walked by each other, and it was almost like Portis was saying, you go in and finish it up. <laughs> yeah. Portis was tired, man. He was taking a beating in that game. Yeah. Yeah, this Seattle defense was, was tight. Yeah. Dude, back to well, you can tell. Dude, back to LeRon Landry when you were talking about him sitting on the bench at the end of the game. He was sitting there thinking, like, man, I've come a long way since getting shot in the balls with a paintball early in the year. <laughs> oh man, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, I wonder who was that shot him in the balls with that paintball. <laughs> uh, well, I, I bet he's very happy to hear that he got a game ball award in the final, the final uh, Harry Hog episode for this football season. Um, not the final episode for the year, obviously, because we. We do the uh, we do the podcast uh, 52 weeks a year here, and we'll continue to to talk about the Redskins and any Redskins news. And of course, there is right. there is obviously the big thing that that uh, we haven't mentioned at all yet on this podcast that happened this week. That's right. Um, Joe Gibbs. For all our complaining and everything. Joe Gibbs has retired as coach of the Washington Redskins for the second time. I got to say, as much as I love Joe Gibbs as a coach, I was about 10 times more upset the first time he retired. Yeah. Yeah. However, I do want to... about this, too, a little before the podcast. um, I actually sat through and watched his whole uh, one-hour... you know, resignation and speech to the media and, you know, talk with everybody. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I mean, I certainly understand his reasons and he's got, you know, he's got his priorities and things that have been going on in his family and, you know, so on and so forth. But um, Dan Snyder, what I was going to say in, in that interview or in that, that uh, media speech, Dan Snyder just seemed like a different person. I mean, he talked a, uh, a lot about how uh, – you know, Joe Gibbs has taught him a lot, taught him patience, you know, taught him a lot of great qualities. And, um, cool. 
Joe Gibbs said that uh, that if he stayed as long as Dan wanted him to stay, that Joe figured he'd be about 98 years old when he got out of there. So. No, I, I have no doubt that that when he went into that meeting, he knew he was going to retire. <clears throat> and Snyder, I'm you know I'm, I'm thinking Snyder wanted him to stay as long as he wanted to stay, like he always said he would. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think he tried to lowball him or force him out or anything. I think Gibbs really felt it was time, yeah. and I think a lot of people felt it was time. I think we all agree on that. Um, Dude, I want to point and, out I mean, one thing. He came right out and said it's not an issue of money at all. You know, Jake. Oh, yeah. He said. Uh, he said, you know, as a matter of fact, this time coming back and coaching these past four years when he took the contract, he said that Dan Snyder had called him upon occasion before. And uh, he said, I remember playing golf down on a golf course one time and got a call from Dan Snyder saying, I want you to come and you know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll pay you this much. And, and Joe Gibbs said, and it was a whole lot more than you paid me this time. <laughs> so he said, it's not a matter of, of that. He said, it's just his priorities with his family and that's what he needs, to, you know, where he needs to be. Well, you know, he guided the Redskins to playoffs in the four years. Yeah. Or two playoff time, or two rounds of the playoffs in, the, in four years. Um, one playoff victory. You know, it, it might tarnish his legacy a little bit with the second return, but he didn't do any. He didn't do any worse or any better than a lot of other people that have, have gone on to different teams. Right. To, to coach, you know, after winning, you know, Super Bowls after the glory. You got Bill Parcells, George Seifert. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the Mike Dika. And what are they going to do? Kick him out of the Hall of Fame? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not like he's not already in the Hall of Fame or anything. I also wanted to yeah. point something else out to you. Yeah. His last win was against the Cowboys. Again. <laughs> That's right. To get into the playoffs. You'll never forget that. That'll be a Tom's trivia question in like 10 years. And he also gave us that <laughs> that wonderful game last November the fifth in FedEx Field. Oh yeah, outstanding. Which still, maybe the best live game that any of us will ever attend in our lives. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that was at cool. least a couple minutes, or at least the last minute. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Anyway, yeah, um, the legendary coach has finally left the building again, and we wish him well with his new Toyota NASCAR. And uh, and just and, retiring, uh, man. Going on in his family, and you know. Yeah, his yeah. his grandchild is not a hundred percent well. He uh, probably dealt with that whole Sean Taylor thing. It was like, man, I'm too old for this. <laughs> well, you know, the other thing he said is when he took when he came back, uh, he told his wife, you know, it'll be different. We figured out some scenarios. Uh, I won't be spending the night at the office all the time. Blah blah blah. He said he came back and very quickly realized that the only way to do it was the way he'd done it before, which meant, you know, it's 3 a.m. and the only way that you know that is because, hey, is that the trash truck outside? I hear the trash truck. That means it's 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, apparently, you know, he was spending the night at the office quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Just like everything else yeah. Joe Gibbs did, though, he also left with class. He told Dan Snyder the day after the season, so they have all off season to get a replacement and get everything set up. Yep. He didn't quit before the playoff game. 
He basically he quit in the middle of the season when they lost five games in a row. He basically did what he was supposed to do. <laughs> Outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, in with that, with that uh, Joe Gibbs leaving, of course the Redskins are looking for another coach. I think the front runner is going to be Greg Williams. What do you guys think? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to cost him a million dollars if it's not. And a defensive coordinator, head coach, assistant head coach, I mean, because I'm sure he won't stay around if it gets tapped over. How much is it, a million dollars? He has a million dollar buyout. If he doesn't get named head coach, he gets paid a million dollars. It's in a contract. Yeah, dude, that's like, oh, change to Dan Snyder. That's like 10 bucks, that's you know what I mean? Also, Greg Williams would leave. I mean, he's not going to hang out. If he doesn't get a shot, he's going to be gone. And we need to get that new defensive coordinator anyway. Yeah. I also wanted to you know, point just like Russ Grimm left the Steelers. He was like, I'm not hanging around after you guys pass me over. Dude, what about people like Joe Bugle? Is he gonna leave? Oi, oi, fish and chips. I mean he, <laughs> he only came back because uh, Joe Gibbs is back. Any word about go ahead, Aaron. I mean he only came back because Joe Gibbs called him and was like, Let's go back and coach the Redskins. Yeah, we're getting the band back together. Yeah. Um I haven't heard anything about that yet. Yeah, me either. Uh, going back, going back about a minute ago, um, Russ Grimm could be a possibility. They might give him a ring, a ring a ding ding for an interview. True. Um, I guess other people we could talk about. Al Saunders, of course. Um, yeah, the guy from Tennessee is the guy that they interviewed. Uh, Tennessee Titans, Jim Schwartz. He's the Jim Schwartz, the defensive coordinator, who apparently worked with uh, Greg Williams. And, you know, maybe they brought him in to interview as the defensive coordinator instead of the head coach. Maybe so. Yeah, that's a good point, dude, because he worked under Greg Williams. You know what's interesting, and a lot of people have been throwing this around, we haven't said the name Bill Cowher, but, uh, of course, I just said it, um, that Bill Cowher does not want to coach this kind in this coming year. And, you know, could something like the, this be a, uh, a ploy to – Let's give Greg Williams his shot for a year. Let's bring a guy in to help him. And uh, if he's getting it done, that's one thing. Otherwise, a year from now, you know, let's go after Bill Cowher really hard or, or someone like that. Um, See, Josh, I think you said last year when we were speculating if Joe Gibbs was going to come back, something about Bill Cowher. Yes, I did. I did. So if they did try to get him, Harry Hog football would probably be the first people to say it. <laughs> <laughs> It's been over a year. <laughs> it's probably around F episode 50. I don't know. But um, the whole Pittsburgh connection, because, you know, I was also the guy saying, we're going to go after Antoine randall L. And everybody was like, no, no. And I was like, oh, yes, we will. And then we did. <laughs> so, but, you know, but, but the thing is, if they get, but there you go. dude, if they get Bill Cower, he runs a 3-4 defense. So that's kind of going to screw us up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're not the set up for this. need to do now is, is, is continuity. Kind of, I mean, if we can kind of stay in the same system, yeah, that would be a wise choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I like I Josh's thought. Somebody being a great coach, but if they're a great coach and they're put into, you know, a system. I mean, you put, you put, you put oil and vinegar together and, you know, look what happens. So, I mean, yeah. Aaron, what were you saying there? I like your thought about that dude coming in maybe for the defensive coordinator thing. I didn't even think about that when I heard about it today. That's a good thought. You know, it, 
be it could be a possibility. It might just be for that, and they're already thinking of moving a Greg Williams up. Yep. Anyway, dudes, we need to move on to Tom's trivia because this thing's getting long. Yeah. So uh, Tom's trivia, John, you want to ring up Tom? All right. Uh, hang tight. Let me see if I can get a ring a ding ding. Yeah, yeah. In the meantime, uh, I'll go ahead and read the question again from episode one ten. Um, this season marks the 10th time in 16 seasons that the Washington Redskins have made the playoffs with Joe Gibbs as coach in anticipation of this week's round matchup against the Seahawks. I might find some hope for an inspiration for Gibbs' playoff history. What is Gibbs' record in the opening round game of the previous nine playoff seasons as coach of the Redskins? As a did you know, Gibbs is outstanding in the playoffs with an overall record of 17-6, and six, including the remarkable fact he has a winning record on the road, five and four. Uh, thank you for all of your guesses, and I'll be in touch next week. As you may have heard on the podcast, the Redskins defeat Seattle. It's a road trip to Dallas next week. Well, that didn't happen, obviously. But, uh, you know, still, still a good trivia question there. And we'll get Tom on the line here in just a second. We hope. Please record your voice message. Oh, when no. you're finished recording, you may hang up or press cone for more options. Hey, Tom, it's us. We were trying for the uh, trivia question. Yeah, we're trying you, uh, t- trying you for the trivia this week. So uh, if you get the message, uh, maybe we'll try to call him. We've got another number for him, right, right John? Yeah. We'll do that. We'll try that. All right, thanks. <laughs> In the meantime, dude. Um, I was trying to think of a good commercial to put here. Here's a good commercial. Harry Hog Football. Go through, if you want tickets for any of these playoff games, go to the stubhub.com, but go through Harry Hog Football, and we'll get a cut that can keep us on the internet. And, again, if you go through eBay, don't buy anything from that Mark dude from Mark's Electronics selling Redskins stuff, because he'll rip you off. Um... Yeah, as far as the uh, StubHub thing, you can just click on the great big uh, uh, logo of uh, Aaron and John and I up on the couch at the top of the uh, at the top of the page, and that'll take you to uh, to StubHub to get tickets for any of that stuff. Um, that's where we typically would put this week's game information. But um, since we don't have Redskins games there uh, this week, we've got uh, something that says we hope the Giants beat Dallas. So, damn right. Mm-hmm. You're not getting them, huh? Hold on a second, Eric. All right. I can't get them. All right. Well, Tom, if you're listening, and I know you are, go ahead and put the new trivia question up on the internet. So you guys can go to the HarryHogFootball.com, click on the link for Tom's trivia, and look at the the uh, question for this upcoming week. And next week, we'll announce the winners from both weeks. That's right. Sound good? Yeah, anyway, yeah. sounds great. You guys got anything else before we wrap this thing up? I don't think so. Uh, as always, you can uh, send us an email if you like at uh, redskinsfan at harryhawkfootball.com. Right. And everyone remember, that is H-A-R-R-Y-hawkfootball.com. All right. Other than that, John, you know what it's time for. This week it is time for a very subdued random Redskin of the Week because I am sick of the dog. This week's random rescue of the week in uh, in celebration of a wonderful win over Dallas for the end of the season. I'm going back 
throwing back to 1982 to the playoffs. This random Redskin of the Week played for Rice. He was a defensive tackle who played for the Washington Redskins from Cowboys get beat as always this week and uh, uh, we'll talk to you guys next week keep the faith brothers for the next season we'll keep an eye out on all the Redskins news throughout the offseason so keep listening and as always hail to the Redskins and if you see a Cowboys fan joke 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 and remember Dallas has two S's bye bye Hey, Harry Hawk boys, this is Mr. Mister from California. Just calling to uh, wish you a uh, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year's. And, uh, I'm jacked up, ready for this Redskins-Dallas game. Got my uh, Daryl Green jersey on, and I uh, got the, both the kids dressed in their Clinton Portis jerseys. Done everything I can to get this uh, team over the top. I even made a bet with the most unlucky person I know that the Redskins will beat the Cowboys. Old man Johnson just keeps on throwing. He keeps on throwing because Dallas just didn't get going. And old man Johnson just keeps on throwing along. Old man Johnson. Just kept on throwing. Dallas just didn't want to get going. So old man Johnson just kept throwing. Up.